Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle, Huddle up. up. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. Davis takes it to the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Auburn wins. This could be a sentence that a month ago would sound incomprehensible. From 31 yards, McPherson, and Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. He called it again, I'm sure. He walked up and he goes, can you believe, coach? We're going to the Super Bowl. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. You are looking live. Hello, everyone. It is Tuesday night, August the 30th, 2022, and we are back for the second week of the 2022 Huddle Up podcast season. Uh, it is the uh, the same crew as last week, at least for part of the show. We'll explain that uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, but Jim here with you with Matt and Kyle, and I guess EJ is with yeah, us, sure. kind of. But I tell you what, the if you're not watching on the video... The EJ that's currently in frame is my favorite version of Ernest EJ Christian. His takes are better than uh, than the the other ones that we'll hear later. Uh, but make sure you follow us on all of our social media at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe on all podcast platforms and get our merchandise over at tpublic.com. Uh, um, so we'll go uh, we'll go right below me since God only knows where Ernest is. Student of the game, Kyle Nash. How are we doing this week, bud? You know how I know I've officially assimilated this show? First of all, you bring in a clip that features something good by former Auburn head football coach Gus Malzahn, who, of course, I enjoy the privilege of going to press conferences with every week uh, with the black and gold banneret covering UCF. Um, And then on top of that, you bring in a play involving McPherson. I'm like, McPherson, the Bengals. You're propping Joey Burr. And if you remember... There was a notorious week last foot, uh, last football season, Jim, where you picked the Bears to be number ten. EJ hey, we don't Chiefs. we don't talk about I, those sort of things. We just I birthed. I feel like there may be another time I used it, but I truly birthed Lucifer Morningstar into your life. That was allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. I tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. And that's all we know for a fact. Carry on, sir. Uh, and Matt, back with us for another week. Matt, how we doing? Doing well. Looking forward to the college week officially, officially starting coming up here. Uh, got a nice little taste of one worthwhile game that was um, on TV. So I'm anxious to get a full slate 
this coming weekend. Yeah, certainly. EJ will be uh, hopping back in with us here momentarily. That was not the game I was talking about. <laughs> no, not not that one. Um, <laughs> obviously, we're not, we're not going to get a lot of college discussion this week as we have a lot of NFL on the slate. Uh, Devin, how you doing, buddy? Uh, if you are following along with us uh, live, give us a like and a share. We'd appreciate that. Um, but, but we see uh, Scott Frost at Nebraska – um, another blown lead, another one possession loss. Um, does this guy make it to the end of the season? Um, first of all, Jim, if I may, as we discussed uh, off air in our group chat, I'll require another Lucifer Morningstar for this game, please. I tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. Thank you. Uh, I believe you said 14-point underdog were, were Northwestern in this game. Um, listen, I... I, and I've, I actually dealt with Coach Frost some uh, my first year covering UCF back in 2017. Um, it's not that I think he's a bad guy. I don't think he's a bad coach either. That brand of football in the Big Ten ain't it. Yeah. Will he last the season? Well, I wouldn't fire anybody after literally the first game. But I'll put it this way. If he's on a traje- trajectory to be the best 3-9 and nine coach in football once again, he will not have coached all the games in question. That's yeah. what I'm getting at, Jim. Yeah, it's um, not a good start for the Nebraska Cornhuskers uh, and, and Scott Frost there. Uh, the the return to glory that I think they were all hoping for when he took that job is not uh, not come to fruition. Uh, finally joining us fashionably late, Ernest E.J. Christian. How are no, you doing? I was on time. I got an emergency phone call from Mrs. Christian, so I got to take care of that first. Uh, we came on the air, and you weren't in the chair. Therefore... You are fashionably I late. I chat at 7.45, talking shit with you. Can you prove it? No. There you go. <laughs> You're, no. You can't handle the no. truth. <laughs> <laughs> However, <laughs> what I can prove is that evidence. What I can prove is I'm an Irish man for this week. Him. Nope. Oh, my God. You are just awful. It's not funny. You are just, <laughs> you are just the worst. Uh, we will get to that game. Uh, we are going to start uh, it with the college football uh, pickems this week. Uh, actually, on Thursday night, uh, a game that uh, I think Matt and I will be paying some attention to in, in hopes that a certain team from Western Pennsylvania comes up on the losing end. We're going to start in the Big Ten. Uh, Penn State is a three-and-a-half point uh, road favorite at Purdue. Uh, 53.5 is your over-under this one, 8 o'clock on Fox. Uh, Kyle, we'll start with you, Penn State at Purdue. Listen, this is fun. All right. People keep trying to take have me take Purdue seriously. I per don't. See, hey, there we go. Nice right. and original. Wait right. Getting that damn joke out the gate. Um, hey, you hey, know, buddy. while while Penn State is typically <laughs> the effect I have on people. The late laughter. No. Um Whenever I think of Penn State tonight, I, I believe I remember how much Matt loathes them. Oh no, wait—he doesn't loathe them. He loathes some. He loathes them because he cheers for a team, but his wife cheers for them. There's drama there, Matt. I'm sorry. I don't know. You don't have to smoke me. It's throwing me off. But um, I'll get to that. But with all that in mind, but with all that in mind, um, I do have Penn State in this one. I'll make it short and sweet. I'm not fancy and have covers and everything like that. I just predict upsets. Gotcha. Matt, we'll go with you. Penn State or Purdue. Yeah, um, so I actually don't like either of these teams with Purdue. Used to have been a 
rival of Notre Dame, I guess to an extent still kind of are, although it was never really a rivalry. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, what they only beat us when Drew Brees was their quarterback. You I know, think you was sound the, kind of serious there, Matt, for a second. You sound kind of serious. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, Unlike uh, the host of this show, I I don't fear picking against my wife's college team just because I'm I'm fine with hating teams that my wife seems to love. That being said, this week I will be rooting in favor of the Nittany Lions because I think it would be foolish to pick Purdue to cover, to win, to be competitive, to do, to anything. do anything except show up to their home stadium and lose to Penn State. Look, it's so, it's not a Saturday night in October no, no, I, against Ohio State. Therefore, Purdue right. will not, not win. No, 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 you, you don't want to get murdered either. By the EJ, method, so. for the record, because I know you're fond of it, so you have an example. That, sir, I'll point this way because you're actually there. That, sir, is what Frisky looks like. Carry <laughs> on. Uh, EJ. I, I will take, sorry, I will take Penn State minus the three and a half and stay at the under of 52 and a half. Wow. Right. I, I don't like agreeing with Matthew here, but I, that's what I have too. Give me the Nittany Lions and to cover the three and a half and give me the under as well too. Get the, the copying people, off of people's papers who? out of the way early. Yeah. I mean, only, only poverty I don't see franchises I, I don't, don't cover spreads. I don't like, see I don't Matthew know, Florida Florida State State paper here. playing Duquesne. <laughs> and couldn't cover a 44-point spread? I don't see Matthew Mulison's <laughs> name on this paper. I'm sorry. See, it's you can't. It's because you can't spell it. <laughs> we had, it, it, took me, it took me the second episode of us doing the podcast to get it right. <laughs> By mocking him, we've made him a better analyst. What can I say except you're welcome? You're welcome. Oh, wait, that's on there now. I was going to say, hold on. What can I say except you're welcome? I came prepared for class this year, Kyle. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go pen. I don't like doing it, um, but I'm, I'm going to. The, that's going to be a theme throughout uh, this show, uh, saying things that I don't like, but but I just have to. Uh, and I'm going to take Penn State plus. They're they're going to beat Purdue here, and uh, I'll probably go under. I don't think I have faith in either of these offenses. Uh, all right, let's move to Saturday, three thirty uh, Eastern Time on ABC. It is number eleven Oregon at number three Georgia, who is a seventeen point. Home favored, the defending national champions, of course. 53 is your over-under on this one. EJ, we'll start with you. Yeah, let's go with the champs here and give me the uh, over. Okay. Are they going to cover the 17? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Matt. Um, I straight up easily picked Georgia, but I don't know that they cover that 17-point spread with all the losses they had on that defense. On, and I'm Matt, not really – I'm not really – sold on the defense being the dominant showing that it was last season they'll be good um but well, I don't especially think... week one i mean it's not right. a it's not one of those pushover games i mean i, I don't i don't know how good oregon's gonna be that's it, the thing right there right but it's but it's not uh you know southwest middle tennessee state uh you know one of those sort of games it, it, you know it's it's a it's a bigger game to kick off we've the year seen, we've seen oregon play the spoiler before i'm not saying they're going to win but i think they'll at least keep it 17 is a big number 17 is a big uh, number yeah anything over two touchdowns i think is is enough to keep oregon within that so oregon plus 17 georgia still wins give me the over all right kyle how about you you know, by the way, I love this future Big Ten SEC matchup that we'll see sometime in the next few years. But um, 
By the way, I can't help but notice you snubbing UCF facing off against South Carolina State on Thursday. I mean, come on. That's where I'm going to be with Who? the gold banneret. Anyways, I got you to say it out loud, EJ. It works for advertising. Boom. Love it. Um, no, but yeah, I- I'm I'm with you guys here. If it were, there's a lot of other teams that I would feel comfortable giving up 17, despite what Georgia uh, is going through with all the many departures of talented players. Uh, Javon Walker among them with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I cover for the three-point conversion. Um, but Thank you, sir. But with that all in mind, as far as Oregon teams go, the one thing they technically typically do correctly is offense. I think 17 is a bit much as well, but I still have Georgia all day handling business, especially with it being here uh, in the South. Well, I mean, technically, the Florida is not the South, according to Southerners, but that's a whole other statement on the country's <laughs> education. System. Yeah, that, that's a whole nother battle for a whole different podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to I mean, Georgia's going to win this game. I'm going to take Oregon on, on a slight cover that 17. It feels like a big number uh, for opening weekend. Um, I will take the over, though, if, if Oregon's going to even have a chance to uh, to get within uh, striking distance, the, 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 there's going to have to be offense scored. Uh, then we start, uh, or then we go to, uh, number seven, Utah. They're a three point road favorite. Uh, only a three point road favorite at Florida. Uh, 51 is your over under this one, seven o'clock, uh, Saturday night on ESPN. Kyle, we'll start with you. You know, I like Billy Napier as a coach and he's got a lot of work yet to do in Florida is the problem. If this weren't game one, I would, I would think that, um, the three, uh, the spread of three isn't isn't is a rather way too much i think it'd be a much closer game um and basically make it a pick at that point but for my money as much as i uh, make fun of utah and that ex- existence is only to bring up the movie my cousin Vinny, um i still have them awkwardly enough winning this game on the road um simply because i got to see firsthand what happened at the gasparilla bowl when ucf toppled them uh, in an in-state uh, battle there. I'm, I know there's a new uh, panel of players, so to speak, coming in, but there's nothing in there that, that I'm really impressed with at this point offensively. Um, I'm going to give it to Utah. Like, give them a chance and watch them prove me right again by losing. <laughs> All right. Uh, Matt, we'll go to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think Utah has a, a clean slate of wins this season, but I don't think they stumble this early out of the blocks. Uh, I think they're uh, probably a better team than we're giving them credit for, but not as good of a team as what their ranking says. Nice. That being well, said, seven, right? Yeah. Um, seven. Give me Utah. Uh, cover the spread. It's low enough. Over under is fifty-one. Uh, I'll take the under. All right, EJ. Which team do you guys hate the most in college football? Uh, Jim Mizzou. Florida State. No. Um... Fuck off. <laughs> he knows I'm Florida State. It's easily Michigan, and if you were a true Notre Dame fan, oh, eat shit. your answer as well. <laughs> because <laughs> I hate because you so much as well. Because Florida, Florida is like one A one B with me. Florida is one A one B. I'm in Miami. Doing that bullshit, man. God, pick <laughs> one. I hate, I hate the game. Pick I hate one. The I hate you the game. Either hate someone the most. Or you don't. Well, them in Miami are neck and neck. I guess I'm Florida more Miami. No, I hate USC the most. Period. No, 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 it is it is the Gators hate the most. So there's no way there's no way. USC is my one B. (laughs) (laughs) No, but no, no. Seriously, there's no way I I I can pick Florida. But this this is a big perception game for Utah. So give me Utah, of course. Oh, it's it's more so the fact that okay, Florida's not really that good, but because it's in Florida in the swamp and all that. 
Utah going out east, and it can you? I guess style I mean, will matter if, if they went east in in August, though. No, 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 no right. But, but I'm saying, and a, and a but, night game. But, it's but, not. But it's not like that stuff. NFL. It's not like that NFL. You know, the West Coast team plays at no, one p.m. Pac-12 teams go and play SEC teams. No perception of that, you know. So I think Utah wins, obviously. What I want to see here is how much they win. Well, do they win? Do they show that they're number seven team in the, in the rankings? Perception can be reality here for me. So Utah obviously wins this game. And like Matt said, the under as well. Yeah, I, yeah that's a great point with the perception piece. I, I Listen, I know you're getting so I know Matt, Matt questions that. Let me give you the opportunity to talk about you nailing this one like Ron Jeremy, man. This will <clears throat> matter down the road, mm-hmm. EJ. Stop Not points. so much for this week. With this win, if they pull this off and beat them, they'll get chirped into mattering and, quote, earning, and I put that loosely, earning their rankings. Now, we all know they don't, but for a team that's overrated as hell, giving another team panage, Notre Dame fans, you already forgot you did that for Cincinnati last year? What the hell? <laughs> what are you attacking me for? I didn't even give my response to this game yet. By the way, Kaya, here looks awesome today. Yeah, I totally forgot. I yeah. <laughs> after, after my previous recording for the Student of the Game podcast with Rob Guerrero, and now I have no idea where I went. <laughs> Through it because like I, I think I think the interesting thing here is you have a number seventeen, uh, a number seven team. Um, I mean, I get it's on the road. You know, the Florida, the swamp, it carries a an atmosphere to itself, especially being a night game. Um, but but this isn't this isn't Steve Spurrier's Florida Gators. Like th- this is a this is a team. This is a school that that um, is struggling to find it. I think its identity in college football right now, uh, with with coaching changes and and uh, you know personnel changes and all of this. So um, it, it's it it is kind of a it is kind of like an interesting spot for for a team that comes in again. These are preseason rankings, number seven uh, in the country. So Utah can, can are they going to just scrape by, or are they going to win by you know? two two scores or more i think that's i think that's the storyline to watch in this one uh i think utah wins this game um uh you know going back to last week i have them in my, in my college football playoff so so you can bet your ass i'm not picking florida uh in week number one um <laughs> so so yeah utah wins um i'm gonna go under because I, I don't think florida is going to be able to really move the ball and score. I, I think this is going to be, I think this is going to be a uh, big disappointing start to the season for the Florida Gators. Well, cool. I'll say this to my favorite golden dome cowboy fan. You might be talking about Utes, but because you made that prediction, you are now a defendant. You understand that, right? Ridiculous. <laughs> With the law jokes. And yes. My cousin yes. Kenny. Yes. I got it. I got it. Let's see what you're doing there. Uh, all right. This is, this is the one, all the, uh, all the eyes in college football, uh, game days there on Saturday. It's 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 the uh you know the the kickoff weekend the, the 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 matchup of two top five teams. Whether or not they should be there or not, Kyle, shut up. Uh, number five <laughs> Notre Dame at number two Ohio State, who is a seventeen and a half point home favorite. Fifty eight and a half uh, is your over under this one Saturday night seven thirty uh, on ABC. Uh, good God, I hate that I'm even going here first, but EJ, get it get it out of the way. I love it. Come on, you already know, know how I feel. I, see, that board, see that that board right there? Uh huh. That is a disgusting act. Let's go ahead and take Notre Dame points for, for starters. Disrespect. Seventeen half points. Come on, let's go. 
Uh, and uh, give me, give me, give me under. Give me under. I want Macho Man on you, by the way. All right. Uh, Matt. Um, How dare you? I, I don't foresee the, the win happening for the Irish here. I do think they stay more competitive than the 17 and a half. So give me the Irish plus the points. Give me the over Ohio State with the win. All right, Kyle. Well, let me get out in front of these three homers. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Do not lo- do not lump him in with us. Do not do that. There is no worse experience as a sports personality than to deal with a bandwagoner who's joined in on your team. Revel in it, hippie. Anyway, no. Um, listen, I I I have no idea why no actually I do. It is Coach Freeman that's that that the reason they're up that high. That's great. Um listen. I think 17 and a half is appropriate. I think Ohio State will handle business. I think I've been pretty clear about all that. I have Ohio State reasonably in my playoff uh, going into the end of the year. Um, And here's what I'll also say, though. The best thing for Notre Dame is they'll have that quality loss on their schedule. So they'll still be in the playoff competition in October. It's going to be close, though. Yeah, I keep it close. If yeah, you, you can't. You, I don't think you can get boat race and have a quality loss. That's why, and, and that's why you follow, follow what I'm saying. Hey, that's adorable. A, CFP committee. B, Notre Dame. I still win. I like these two jabronis here. I feel good about my my, my Irish chances here. <laughs> Jesus, I fucking. Oh, it burns. Jim, Jim, I don't expect you to put this on your board, but as the mouse, <laughs> I must say, hey, it's your day to say you're welcome. I can't. Hey, I you, can't you know, deal you know the, with you know it. The, you know the Rick James app with Dave Chappelle? He's like, <sighs> I can't, on, man. Jim. I just Matt, Matt, you can't too. Come on. deal with this. Let's talk it out, buddy. Um, look, 70 and a half is a, is a big number. Um, Ohio State, even as good as they are, we've seen uh, in years past um, – with Ryan Day, pre-Ryan Day, this team does tend to stumble out of the gate sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, I do not expect Notre Dame to win. Ohio State is going to win this game. Um, I, I think Notre Dame can, and w- I'm going to predict, will cover the 17 and a half. Um, it is going to be close to that 17 and a half, I think. You're probably looking in, in the 14 range. Um, but Notre Dame, you know, th- there's, a, there's a lot of questions. You have a quarterback who's never started a game before. You have a head coach um, in his first true game. I know he had the bowl game last year, um, but you know th- this is his first season, first game at his alma mater. There's a lot going into this game. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I just I hope they can uh, keep it close. That 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 that's my big thing. Uh, I will go. Mm, I guess I'll go over. Uh, Notre Dame is going to have to score. Hopefully they can. Yeah. Hopefully they can attempt uh, to keep up. I think a field goal will make a difference to your point, Jim. I have 20 in my head. You have 17. If you think 17 is a difference, you still win. So, hey, go you. There you go. Uh, and then uh, this one, Sunday, 730 on ABC from the Superdome. Uh, it is Florida State, the 1-0 Florida State Seminoles. Can you believe that? Uh, no. At uh, playing LSU, uh, who is a three-point favorite in this one, 51 and a half. Uh, is your over under Kyle? We will start with you. You know, it's funny that you bring in Coach Brian Kelly at this the beginning of an era at LSU, as Ian Book recently parting ways with the Saints is the end of an era for you Notre Dame fans. Anyways, um, <laughs> hate to see it. I have, a, <laughs> I, I don't know why I went there. It just seemed fun. 
Um, no, I but don't think either of us really liked being books. So yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't the biggest book. I wasn't the biggest book guy myself. But hey, listen, all I can tell you for a fact was Ian Book was better than Brandon Wimbush, and that's a whole other conversation. Oh, gee, that's that's a real hard battle to win. Man, listen, I got I got that firsthand. Both seeing that replacement happen in the Citrus Bowl, and then seeing Wimbush getting beat out at UCF. So hey. I, I have a unique perspective on Wimbush his, and his unfortunate collapse towards the end of his college career. Wimbush mania. Uh-huh. What, what no. Is, so, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> so with all that in mind, this is one of few games I'm confident. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. LSU will win. Um, I think I said seven last week just fooling around for LSU. This is one of them. Um, and yeah, I'll say they cover the three. All right, Matt, how about you? Um, as much as I would as I would love to see LSU stumble out of the gate here, um, I think Brian Kelly in front of his family will get the win. Uh, cover the spread. I'll take the over at fifty one and a half. And it, either way, Kelly loses or EJ's team loses. I'm fine either way. So. Yeah, either way, we win, right? <laughs> uh ej go ahead this isn't the duquesne dukes this week ej this is big this is big time football now did, ej did you, did you did you see fsu last week they're gonna win it all no i didn't I, I didn't i don't they're have gonna, i don't have local broadcast stations I, I don't I have watched the i watched the end to make sure that my bet of duquesne plus 44 would hold and it did so that was about all i watched yeah, about smart bet there too buddy anyway that being said i'm a smart guy there's no yeah. way fucking hell I'm taking fucking Florida win this game. No way. LSU covers this game and the under. That's I mean, this is what it is. Oh, do I want to be wrong? Absolutely. Am I going to be wrong? Probably. You don't think that three-headed rushing attack will, will <laughs> run all over Death Valley? I mean, they look. Well, it's at the Superdome, so at least I it's mean, not like I, it's. I, a, I mean, I do for you. At least it's now. not like an LSU home game. Oh, never mind. I know you hate seeing this, so go ahead and uh, you know. Um, I mean, it doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt, hurt me. Florida State ain't beating anybody for real. Um, I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah I, w- I would love to see uh, Brian Kelly. Um, you know, stumble out of the gate and lose in his first game in LSU, but I don't think it's going to happen here. Um, the, there's going to be there's going to be enough losses for LSU on their <laughs> schedule. Um, this isn't one of them, so I'll go LSU right. plus, uh, and yeah, I'll go over. And besides, the focus is, is on this team here. Let's go Irish. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. <laughs> Shut the fuck yeah. up. Oh my god! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Notre Dame, fuck yeah! I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just clip all of these freaking sounders just so when he changes, I hate Notre Dame. Yeah, okay. Pick Rudy again in the movie draft, dickhead. <laughs> you create a monster. Um, I was going to comment on how bitter you two appear to be with Brian Kelly, but EJ stolen that thunder. (laughs) I mean, when, when more and more comes out and it, and it shows that he was just, I mean, here's the thing. I I will always be thankful for what, for what Brian Kelly did in getting Notre Dame to where they are. That, that, that didn't change the day he left. That didn't change. That doesn't change now. But the, the more that, that, that seems to come out, um, you know, it, 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 kind of trends that he was a bit on the lazy side recruiting and and he just kind of had this weird chip on his shoulder like you know we can't recruit certain guys here and blah 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 and this and that and and already in seven months Marcus Freeman's like 
Uh, if there's a guy I want, I'm going to recruit him here. I'm going to try and get him to land here. And his first recruiting class is higher ranked than all of Brian Kelly's recruiting class. And yes, I understand there is a degree of work that Kelly and his staff did there. Um, but you also have to carry yourself in a certain way. And I, 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 uh, I enjoy the way that Marcus Freeman now you got to translate it to victories on the field, but, um, you know, I like the way that. Marcus Freeman is approaching the job much more than Brian Kelly, especially over the last couple of years. So he put, he's a douchebag. He broke my heart. You can't do that. Oh Shut. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to the NFL. I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. Even more teams for EJ. Yeah. Hey, look, I pick Rudy. Rudy, sports draft. You created this fucking mess. Well, there this, you go. This Clean might be the best EJ Christian appearance on this entire podcast. Uh, maybe on any podcast ever. Like, okay. I, even his own show. This this might be... He may be besting Come on, himself. Come on, Jim, let's go. Hold up. <laughs> oh, wait, name the song. Name the show. I, I know a guy. I might be able to get you creds, EJ. I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, a couple of uh, off-season headlines uh, in, in the NFL. Um, the Diversity, uh, Equity, and Inclusion Committee announced uh, policy changes uh, back on March 28th. All teams are required to have a female or minority offensive assistant on staff for the uh, 2022 season. The Rooney Rule has been expanded uh, to include women regardless uh, of their racial or ethnic background. Uh, a postseason rule change uh, in the postseason. Both teams are assured one possession in overtime, uh, even if the first team uh, with possession scores a touchdown. Uh, this change was made in response to, uh, of course, several uh, playoff games over recent uh, seasons um, in which, you know, the first team possessed the ball, scored a touchdown. Other team didn't have a chance to respond um, for in terms of this in terms of this change. Uh, I, I'm not surprised that I, uh, that they did it. Uh, I, I don't, I don't necessarily have an opinion about it one way or the other. Uh, it, it seemed inevitable, uh, after the last couple of years, any quick thoughts on this one? You mean in terms, in terms of the, uh, the overtime rule, the overtime rule. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah that, that was bound to happen at some point. Um, yeah. the stuff with the, with the diversity and rule, I, I want a few people actually thought the rule was working for a little while. Like I always said that the, 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 the Rooney rule for me wasn't that necessarily about getting obviously you want to get high, more minorities hired sure. as head coaches but the big thing about that was getting more minorities also in the network because once you start yes. getting into that coordinator network and the coaches network those names circulate for a couple of years you saw a big influx of a uh, of black head coaches get hired between i think 2011 and 2017 now the issue we have now is Keeping jobs now. Let's keep those jobs. Like, like, sure. There's not. There's not. I'm, I'm obviously Mike Tomlin is a bit of an anomaly, but there's guys like who's the guy in Arizona had one had one year and he got fired. Uh, Steve, uh, what's his name? Whatever his name is. But yeah, he got I fired like two years ago before Clinsbury came in there. You know. So, but I like. I, look, I'm not. I'm not one who that likes having forced things like this to happen because it feels like they're pandering to some degree. I'll say that. I know it's not popular for me to say, it, but I'll say it anyway. But I'm okay with this. I'm okay with getting more names in network. I, I, I think the Rooney Rule actually was still a positive. It was working, actually. This, we're hoping now these guys can keep these jobs going forward. That's all. Yeah, I like the expansion of it as well. Right. Right. Uh, Matt or Kyle, any, any thoughts to those two uh, changes this year? So here's the problem. Um, anything forced will happen, and, and it will always end up being bad. The Rooney right. Rule started out good, and they figured out a way to manipulate it. And now that um, Dr. Jen Welter did her thing with Arizona, 
the Niners had a female uh, uh, assistant on offense doing her part, all that. That's great. We know for a fact they earned their stripes because they were in there before the rule. Right. The correct answer is not an imposition. What it is is the Bill Walsh Minority Fellowship, okay, mm-hmm. which I covered such participant in the fellowship in question, one former quarterback for the Orlando Rage. That's right. That was the number I wore when I started three games as the top backup on the offense. Is that ding? I'll give him the ding. Let me give me the ding for that one. No, no, no. Save it. One's coming. Whom I interviewed for the three-point conversion. (laughs) (laughs) And what from what he tells me, you're treated. Listen, if you're there, A, it's acknowledged that you are an auto coach. B you're doing stuff and participating in the team's evaluation process of the players, AKA you're making an actual impact on the squad. So a rule to force somebody to be interviewed compared to that is stupid. And EJ, I think I was on this show. I made the point of the key is to get more minority candidates uh, in a mentorship program, not only by other uh, successful minority guys. And listen, you talk about Mike Tomlin. Let's not forget about the Marvin Lewis's of the world that Correct. were at Cincinnati for forever. Didn't necessarily have the greatest success per se, but was kept around because it was known for a fact that if they got rid of him, they would have had bigger problems. Okay. And, and I get like a lot of assistant assistants losing jobs is a common thing, regardless of what shade of skin you are wearing. The punchline being is, I know that the Rooney rule only guarantees interviews. It doesn't do a damn thing for actual experience. That's the reason why you bake in some way to get women into the Bill Walsh Diversity Fellowship Program rather than adding him into the Rooney rule, which is just a bunch of press and pandering. And women that are in the game or trying to get in the game will know that. This is a bad move. As for the overtime rule changed, yeah, I'm surprised. So you didn't do a damn thing with Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second won the game and D Ford was lined up offsides and then Brady got one damn drive. So I want to hear about this. I'm we'll very- still on that. We're still on that D Ford thing. What you have a problem? <laughs> Leave have- Tommy alone, buddy. You have a problem with facts there, Patriots fan? <laughs> oh, sorry, Irish fan. I'm so confused. You can't handle the truth. You need to catch up, buddy. What's that, Jim? Um I'm a Notre Dame guy now. So no, I, you're I, not. I am I am assimilating this show. I'm just not a bandwagoner. Um, <laughs> I assimilated the show. The show assimilated EJ. It's that simple. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm surprised by the overtime rule, and I think the Rooney rule, that's a mistake, man. You got you to gotta build a fellowship. You don't do an imposition. All you're going to do is make the, the old white people scared, and that doesn't do anybody any No. All right, Matt, how about you? I think that's always been the criticism of the Rooney rule is just that it's a flawed rule and, and yeah. there are loopholes that, that the other two here have already mentioned that it, it, it's easy to get around. And it seemed like it was just kind of a, a means to an end type of situation. And yeah, sure. We'll interview him. We have to, right. Right. It's, it's more it, so it, than anything else. So I think that giving them that the opportunity to learn, to grow is, is the path that I think most coaching candidates would want to take as opposed to having a forced interview where I mean it's like it's like a job that hires somebody or you know has a job offer on the table but still yeah. it's still interviewing people to, to fill it, fit a quota like right what, what well, the hell what the hell's the point there you know and, and we I'm, I'm sure we've all been in those situations uh where, where we've been in those spots so it's just hard to have a medium. You know, like you want to have opportunities, but you also don't want it to you want to be on merit too, especially. So it's, it's one of those things where like you got to figure out, okay, what's the happy medium? And it's, I, I thought the rule for the most and, part and it, it wasn't brings pre- accountability what? for sure. Um, yes, but, it does. But 
that's that's all it does unfortunately it doesn't actually create the opportunity it, you ch- it checks a box yeah the team it doesn't do that either i i mean i see what you're saying that but i wouldn't call that accountability first let me be clear in position in that place doesn't work where i come from and listen by the way you eagles fan matt you know for a fact that deuce staley would agree with me on this so <laughs> we, 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 the the way that teams end up being held accountable and i know i'm going to sound a little bit like an economics professor on this but the way that teams will be held accountable is when they aren't turning in w's because they're stuck hiring a particular genre demographic whatever you want to call it of person that's why when you listen minority candidates that have extra stuff built against them typically speaking have an edge have done more work and are ready to do it someone's going to see that and want to take advantage of that by way of putting them on their staff the integration factor that has been the case across basically all sports generally speaking no i'm not a sociology major but just look at it that's typically what happens and the teams that don't go along for the ride end up getting blown away, right? Who here saw a pistol? I know it's an awful movie, but the punchline is you embrace a style of play that isn't necessarily done by people that look like you. It just wins games, and you win games. What? <laughs> At some point, winning games and making money is more important, and but doing it by way of a fellowship and observing the talent that – they're basically made an offer they can't refuse at this point. Wow, this person looks different than me. Or, hey, she's capable of birthing children while I am not. I am going to hire her anyway because I need to win. Right. Um, all right. Obviously, one of the one of the bigger um, off-season storylines this year uh, was around now Cleveland Browns quarterback Sean Watson. We know we know the fact. Uh, that he is suspended for the first 11 games of the season, fined $5 million. Um, uh, do you think the NFL got this right? Kyle, we'll start We'll start with you. Uh, shoot, you probably should end it with me on this one, but here we go. Um, <laughs> I, at first, my lead would be, say, define calling getting it right. And second, we're asking the wrong question. How are there 30 alleged victims and the alleged legal system couldn't even indict one Deshaun Watson? Why aren't we asking that damn question? That's the one that matters. It's the same ish that's been happening since Ray Rice. Okay, You keep setting a standard in the legal system that sucks, and then you blame the NFL for not getting it right. No, not you, Jim, just the fans. Right, right. Punchline, Punchline being this. Do I think they got it right? I do. To this extent, I get that the NFL doesn't want it to be a full season suspension because it's a story next year, too, because everybody and I know I do it because that's what a good analyst is supposed to do. EJ's writing notes now, so he's a good analyst. This is what he would do. Thank you. Well, he's we'll, 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 we'll say he's an analyst. We'll, we'll let th- this season decide if he's good or not. Fair point. But <laughs> I, mean, I thought we were friends, buddy. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> your fellow Notre Dame fans. Of course you're friends. Oh, my anyway, God. So with, I mean, he's so my fellow all, Cowboy fan. I'll take him on that ride, but keep, <laughs> keep him off of my Irish chain. Um, but no, with, with all that going on, um, the, 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 the way all that works at the end of the day is while avoiding the full year suspension and having it be a headline for another year, I like that there was a huge fine attached to it because missing games – a lot of people comment on, 
Oh, people don't know whether or not suspended players get paid or not. That in itself is a problem. Well, by hitting with $5 million fines, well, the fans know for a fact it got slapped in the wallet too. And that overall is what they want to see. They want to see somebody in a uh, quote-unquote rich position get the comeuppets they would deserve. And, and I think they achieved at least that much. Now I know there's going to be people that said he should have gotten the full season. But thanks to this former federal prosecutor who was motivated by rehabilitation, as our justice system allegedly is, right? The NFL is motivated by profit in their fanhood. They knew six games wasn't going to cut it. So that's how you got to where you got. Uh, Matt. The only thing that I think got wrong uh, in all of this is the actual length of the suspension and the first week back being the matchup of the Browns versus the Texans. It's kind of great booking. That's that's pro wrestling booking right there. A hundred percent. And if Vince McMahon was the commissioner of the NFL, then I would say that this all lines up. Well, Vince McMahon was commissioner of the NFL. I don't think Deshaun would have gotten much of anything, but that's, that's a whole nother, (laughs) uh, that's a, that's an issue to tackle on Thursday, not Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) That was the only issue for me is just that the NFL didn't really seem to even take that suspension seriously. They were just looking for the best storyline they could get out of it. Um, so that is the only thing I will take issue with fully, because like Kyle said, there's there's only so much the NFL can do, the NFLPA can do, um, you know, and, and it's it all boils down to the legal system, uh, which I think a lot of people would agree changes need to be made sweepingly to that system. A quick aside, Matt, the NFLPA is part of the problem. They were threatening to sue and appeal the full year suspension. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They aren't the good guys here. Let me be clear. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, certainly not. Uh, EJ, your thought? I, I mean, I guess they got a right in terms of protecting the shield. Obviously, it had to do something. But this is the thing, also with, you know, the NFL being judge or executioner, and now you know, obviously, we saw the, the, the legal situation. He wasn't charged anything. It was no criminal charges attached. Everything was civil. Obviously, uh, it, it's it's a weird thing for me because on one hand, it's like I get it, but. He wasn't charged with anything, so like the NFL set a precedent a long time ago with this. They they were they were going to be ultimately the judge, jury, executioner, and so in that aspect, yes, I got it right. But I'm still not comfortable with accusations still being up in the air, and the legal system that we base our whole livelihood on didn't even come up with anything. But the, but the legal system doesn't have to. The, the the NFL has their own like I mean, I mean well I mean they they should have but let me say it from a NFL punishment standpoint the legal system doesn't have to the NFL I mean, has I, proven I know, that time and time again not, not right. the legal system does need to be uh, changed and do better because this is the, the fact no, no, that no, this guy had nothing uh, like criminally is and uh, obviously absolutely I'm very naive. I look at everything more in black and white not black white race but black white just like you know is, yeah. isn't and isn't that but I know it's just it, we're in a weird place these days man and again again the NFL set a precedent years ago. And I get it. So in terms of what they have created for themselves, Roger Goodell created for himself when he took over his commissioner in 2006, they got it right, yes. And and, and comment a good point about the money also attached to the – that's a big good point there too because at least it shows – some maybe I, maybe I'm be maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way, but That's I don't drop in the bucket. I don't see a five million dollar, but still, it's but I don't enough. see a five million dollar fine when the guy's getting two hundred and thirty five million guaranteed as as uh you know a a no 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 a hefty you, fine. I mean I get wrong. it. You're not. I mean I mean we're not wrong, but at the same time, he's not giving away five million dollars for the fuck of it. 
It's still five million dollars. I mean, yeah. A, it's still five million dollars. B, as fines go, this is among like this is history setting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, and and one thing I got to correct too. Sorry, EJ. I don't, I don't mean to. No, no. Go ahead. You, you got it. But judge, jury, and executioner, sir. That is not where we're at anymore. The federal, the former federal prosecutor, who was also interestingly female and still was light on Deshaun Watson. But I digress. <laughs> That that whole judge, jury, and executioner thing is out the out the window. No, right? no, no, I agree, but but, the but third party and they blew it so bad that the NFL had to risk bringing the reducing the credibility mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. new system coming on board. And I know you could say because they have a, a, a appeal power, you know, there's still that. No, it's not close to what it was. Ask Tank Johnson, no, ask Michael Vick, and those. Uh, you are one thousand percent correct. I'm just saying that. The expectation now set because of precedents from 20, you know, 20 years ago is that people expect them to be heavy handed. And when they're not, it's people get pissed off. But that's and, who you ask. They're, they're, no, no, I, I get your saying. I agree with you saying for the record. I'm just saying sure, sure. perception. If they're heavy handed on one thing, they'll say it's too much. If they're light handed on, on, on if, they, if they pull back, they're light handed and they don't win. Right. They're, they're mad about Josh Gordon and they're mad about Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Both are Browns. That's the only thing they have in common, really. Okay, so you know, um, it, it's I, I see where you're going with that, but the the reason why I like that you use judge, jury, executioner, mm-hmm. all that is most people still th- do think that is exactly the case. Where I know you know better, but again, for the public at large that may not know of the change to the rules, that is not the case. And over and above that, again, it's a losing perception battle. Um, and that's really what the NFL is trying to do at the end of the day is make sure their fans still find them tasteful to some extent. They don't want to be like the World Cup committee that's more corrupt than anything that happened in this country's mm-hmm. orange hair. But I digress. Um, all right. Uh, real quick here. You know, we, we, we saw Tom Brady leave Buccaneers camp. Uh, he came back to camp in the last week, uh, kind of gave a, a really um, – you know, quiet, strange answer to, you know, kind of the, the situation that's going on, a non-answer answer as to what was going on um, at, at a fantasy draft that I was at on Sunday. Uh, a couple of the people were commenting that that um, Brady looks considerably thinner, um, you know, so uh, should there should there be concern for, for the Bucks, uh going into what could probably should be will be tom brady's last season or do you think that it's um you know there's there's some and i I don't here's the here's what i don't want to do i don't want to sit here and speculate what's going on because um i i don't think that's necessarily uh our place um or at least i won't if you want to give your thoughts on on what you think might be going on i'm not going to do that because it's like you know what if, if it's a personal situation and he chooses not to to bring it to light right now then um, you know, let, let, I believe in letting people have their privacy if they can, if they can actually keep it that close to the chest. Um, but like if, if I'm a Bucks fan, uh, I, I, I'd be a little bit concerned just because th- this doesn't, this doesn't seem look and feel like the same Tom Brady that, uh, got here a couple of years ago and was tossing Lombardi's drunk on a boat. Um, EJ, fuck all that noise. I'm speculating. Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, you no, I'm, jo- that. I'm joking. No, I'm joking. I almost no. made the joke. <laughs> okay, went ahead and did it. Bravo. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I we don't know anything. So yeah, they look weird at press conference. Yeah, they look weird. Maybe got maybe got hair plugs. I, I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but you people in hair, man. What 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 
the hell's your obsession? Like, I have no, I have none. That's why. Um, neither do I. But you don't hear me talking about it. I don't know. <laughs> I hear you I talking mean, about my hair all the time, Jim. But <laughs> it's beautiful. Come on, though. I mean, it but is. Seriously, pretty. I wouldn't be concerned right yet. I mean, I don't. We know Brady's a pretty private guy. I mean, maybe it's just stuff going at home. A kid, I, I don't know. Um, but I'm gonna assume things okay for the time being. Like, like, to me, I I don't find the story. Hey, if he wants to have a bad game week one, I'll, I'll be totally okay with it. I know you will too, EJ. Yeah, I will too. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, any <laughs> any <laughs> any is, thoughts on the Tom the Br- Brady fanhood outweigh his Cowboys? Ooh, fanhood. that's tough. Uh, that's man, tough. On the road, man. <laughs> uh, until EJ's Tom Brady head just. <laughs> Until Tom Brady shows us that he can't still do it, then there's no reason to think that he can't. Um, I don't think that he would risk his reputation. He, he had kind of made the decision to go out. I don't think he comes back if he's not fully invested and if he's not fully capable of, of still being Tom. Um, I think for all of who Tom Brady is, he's, he's very proud, and I don't think that he would give it another season if he didn't feel in the tank he had the ability to give it another season so i would not be concerned um but if they lose every game after week one then that's fine too. <laughs> uh kyle go ahead it's, listen the best answer you talk about brady having a strange press conference listen the best answer was the one they won't air because he he used a naughty word and ej's about to get excited because i'm going to curse on your show there jim what was he said Man. Wait, 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 wait. What's your, well, last week he did it three times, right, uh, uh, Jim? Yeah, I think I, I think we got three. So I think we got three efforts out of Kyle last so week. What's your, what's your over this week? That's over just under two and a half. Yeah, there were there were no f bombs in the Brady answer, right? No, no. no. So right. unfortunately, see, thanks for ruining the damn lead. And see, I I got hey I EJ, Joe, fuck yourself. Is porn and it's not. No, um, listen, what was it, man? Listen, I'm 45 years old. 45 years old it's a lot of shit going on bro he gave that answer i became the biggest tom brady defender i've been in my life as the student of the game is he the goat 100 wow is he the wow goat? No, they got not. all the goats take, take, take us, you, you need to leave you need to leave so. no, don't play that no one. there's no you need to leave <laughs> this is the moment you've been waiting for ej you can finally Celebrate with Kyle your love of Tom Brady. He's not the goat though in his eyes, so he need to leave. With all this going on, EJ, why haven't you broken the news yet? The past eleven days, you two have been in a love fest together, enjoying each other's company. (laughs) Uh, Last off season, uh, last off season storyline. Fresh uh, yesterday, I believe it was Jimmy Garoppolo restructured deal uh, to stay with the 49ers. Six point five million guaranteed, potential nine and a half million in bonuses. Uh, no trade clause, no uh, no tag clause uh, as well in that. Kyle, I'll, I'll leave it to you last because then I think you are going to be on your way out as well so you can plug uh, oh, your stuff on the way out. Um, EJ, he told you this. Don't act surprised. I, I was hoping maybe he said, fuck it, I'm going to stick around. No, he, you know. why would he do that? Kyle's a man of his word. Don't interrupt me when I'm talking. Um, <laughs> you, play, you need to leave for EJ. Yeah, EJ, <laughs> go think about what you did. You need to leave. Uh, Actually, you can't interrupt him as long as you say go Irish. <laughs> EJ, your thoughts on uh, Garoppolo remaining in San Francisco? Interesting. That's all I'll say. Interesting. Um, Insurance do, policy, do, do right? You th- do you? Th- yeah, it is. Um, I mean, obviously, you, can, you couldn't find a trade partner. There's no. There's no. People saying, "Well, you should go to Seattle." Like, why would they? Why would Seattle want us? 
sign someone like that. They're, they're rebuilding. You know, Jimmy yeah. G has value to San Fran when it helps Seattle. Exactly, but not only that, but but Jimmy G has value to a team that's actually decent, not a team that's actually rebuilding. You know what I mean? But does this also maybe I'm reading too much into this? You are show yeah. the confidence, all that confidence in Trey Lance. I don't know, maybe. No, I think he's. He, I think you're going into the year knowing Garoppolo is the backup. Um, you know, injury injuries can happen. Uh, and you have a guy that uh, knows the system, has won in your system. I think I think it's a smart move. It's 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 a. I agree. It's a fantastic insurance policy for a team that's coming off of uh, a a trip to the NFC title game, and by all accounts, uh, should be one of the best teams uh, in the conference again. Matt, hopefully not, but yeah. Yeah, I think it, it makes sense for both parties. Um, you know, the the Niners get to keep a, a very good backup in case the the Trey Lance experience isn't what they thought it might be or if an injury were to happen heaven forbid um and i think it makes sense for jimmy g just because he doesn't have to then go to a lesser team most likely and and try to kind of build the resume he has the chance next season to to kind of pick where he goes as opposed to being dealt to where he goes and i think that there will still be plenty of suitors uh next season to give him a chance even as just a a stop gap as he enters his age 31 season still on the right side of 33 there that's James. correct so that is he, correct we, we, we younger know that. than randy orton was when we made that joke <laughs> yeah 10 but years that's, ago that's a benchmark 33 is a benchmark uh yeah on on three count thursday in our like first year uh i i had said randy orton was on the wrong side of 30 and he was he was 33 uh i didn't know the age when i said it um, but that's been the benchmark ever since. You deserve RKO to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, he had already been in the WWE for what fifteen years at that point. Funnily enough, we were both younger than that benchmark with three count Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that is true. And Randy Orton still in infinitely better shape than I will ever hope to be, um, even in my dreams. Kyle, uh, as a as a uh, analyst and also as a 49ers fan, um, what's what's your thought on on Garoppolo returning? Well, no, the timing of this is perfect because I just got done pre-recording Rob Stats Guerrero of the Niners Nation podcast for the Student of the Game podcast. And um, the way he said it was interesting. Um, now, he's he's definitely more of a Trey Lance guy than I am, and I'm not here to say Trey Lance is bad, but he, he he's also been more critical of Jimmy G than I have. But one thing he says that is spot on is this. Imagine, and the way he put it, imagine you're going on a date with – you know, your wife or significant other, you three gentlemen happen to be married, so I'll work with that. But in the car is going to be your ex. You know, the one that you went to Cancun with and had that really great vacation that you had pictures of when your now wife met you. And you're going to dinner and say, hey, listen, she's just going to ride along in the back seat. And if there's a lull in the conversation, though, just know that she's going to take your place during this dinner. That's a rough spot, you know, and, and listen, considering the fact that I had an ex-girlfriend in my wedding court, I get that pressure firsthand. But what I'm trying to say is this, gentlemen, the punchline to all of it is the psychological aspect here is real because of how popular Jimmy G was in that locker room. The tough thing with players is if you have the DJ Khaled defense, you know, all I do is win, 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 no matter what, right? That whole thing. Wait, do, you know, do you know who he is, uh, um, Jim? Yeah, yeah, I'm not that white. I know who he is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, we're constantly evaluating where my whiteness is on the scale. It is very He's white. EJ the racist, you can go back and watch your hockey and talk. <laughs> I need to leave. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, hey, if it gets much worse, I'm going to call your wife, Karen. Anyways. Oh, no. Whoa. (laughs) Not for real. Um, No, but Uh with all that in mind, from a football perspective, listen, what's the better room? Lance and Garoppolo or Lance and Brock Purdy? Now, the correct answer that EJ is probably going to give is Brady and Lance. <laughs> and but Dak. Um, a little bit of Dak. <laughs> but, um, but a little You bit. love Dak. Oh, that's awesome. here, he that. loves the Dak. He, he absolutely <laughs> loves the Dak. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, sure, if it was on Peacock, he'd be more excited. But I There we that. go. <laughs> so, no, I mean, for my money, I don't have a problem with the move per se. It, it, it's the reason why people don't know how to handle it is the stuff is rare, but I can mention a, a franchise that also handed handled two quarterbacks that were of varying talent or ages, but good is similar talent levels. Now, granted they won't both be in the all time goat conversation like Steve young and Joe Montana, but this is a franchise that has managed those waters of a sort of two quarterback getting a fame situation like this. And Hey, with social media being what it is now, both guys are getting a lot more pressed that way because of it. I'll say that much. So yeah, for my money, I think it's a good move. There's a lot of there, there. I don't think Trey Lance is in trouble for that reason. I think the reasons to be worried about, like with Tom Brady, the reason to be worried about Tom Brady season is center Ryan Jensen and Tristan Wirtz at tackle being hurt. Not the speech at the podium. Right. The reason you yeah. about Trey Lance isn't that Jimmy Garoppolo is there in case he gets hurt again. It's reports out of camp that his inaccuracy is an issue. So, yeah, that's what I got. All right, Kyle. Um, we are going to cut you loose um, because we know next week uh, on your student of the game you have your full NFL predictions, correct? Um, that's right. So we'll, 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 we'll sit, let you save that for your own work. Uh, on the Huddle Up uh, YouTube page and podcast platforms and all that. But uh, before we let you go, let everybody know where they can keep track of everything that you are doing um, so they can uh, keep up with Student of the Game. Listen, honor, joy, and privilege, gentlemen. By the way, EJ, if the Irish make it to the Citrus Bowl again, I expect you to drive up. Yes, Anyways, I'll, I'll be there. Student of the Game, you can find me on Wayne Twitter. Green. At the SOTG, find me on Instagram as the same. The SOTG, find me on Facebook as a student of the game. Check out my work with the threepointconversion.com covering the Jacksonville Jaguars. And is also, hey, listen, Thursday night, UCF's home opener hosting South Carolina State. You know, the Celebration Bowl winners and the, and the HBCU champions. Come on, guys. What? Anyways. So <laughs> check that out. And my work with the black and gold banneret covering UCF football and of course in november when it comes basketball as well both men's and women's and then uh check out my work as well with the captain company morning show a7bn sports as we go to the games in jacksonville with the jaguars of course actually they'll be the captain will be present there of the captain and company morning show in dc i can't fly in the middle of all that i got too much going on but when they're back here in jacksonville hosting uh ej's indianapolis colts That'll be a fun time there, too. And, of course, Hilarity by Default YouTube channel with my friend Demosthenes Euclid. I don't know if he's lost on an island somewhere. Let's just say things in his life are going well, such in a fashion that is taking away from his time. But there are still plenty of fun times to be had and episodes to watch. 
I mean, we have a docket that's years old. There's something yeah. there you haven't seen or you don't remember that you're going to have fun with. Just go to it. Hilarity by default. Anyways, and gentlemen. We'll get to you also next week. Just game report, do right? it. That's right. The Football is well, awesome, awesome podcast. Podcast with me reminding EJ and Mike Bernier just how wrong they get in. Of course, tomorrow night on this here YouTube channel. And finally on Apple Podcasts because they decided to not suck for 30 seconds. And Spotify, the Student of the Game podcast uh, as well. Check that out. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, blah, blah, blah. Um, listen, on enjoy and privilege, gentlemen. Have a great rest of your show. I will listen to your picks during the week and mock them thoroughly, I'm sure. <laughs> Good. I got a couple I got a couple more uh, soundbite uh, I think that might find their way in here that, that I think you'll get a good kick out of, so. Oh, wow. So. You tried to tell me, but I didn't listen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And Kyle, one last thing before you go. Go heat, bitch. <laughs> Just because I know right, you love baby. the sounder. All right, Kyle. Jimmy Butler, so that'll still be still be a thing. But until next time, gentlemen, class dismissed. All right, Kyle. All right, thank thank you, Kyle, for uh, for joining us uh, on this one. So now, guys, we move to the National Football League. The uh, regular season uh, begins next week, a week from this Thursday. Uh, but we are getting our season predictions out of the way now. Uh, so we will start with division champs, then we'll talk conference champs, Super Bowl champs. Uh, league MVP, and then who will be the number one pick in the 2023 uh, NFL draft? The team, not the player. Uh, and then we'll hit uh, some rapid fire over under. So let's start, guys, in the NFC. We will start in the NFC East. Uh, EJ, I will start with you. Who do you have winning the NFC East? By the way, we have the uh, official Irish uh, roundtable here, which is great. Oh, my you God. Know, Just stop it. it. Just <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, Matt, I think the Eagles do it this year. This is their year. I got Jalen Hurts and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles win the East. Matt, do you have the same? I do have the same. Um, I think it all rests on Jalen Hurts and what we see out of him, but the additions they've made to the defense, I think, give them enough of a chance to even on days or weeks where he is not out. The Jalen Hurts that we need him to be, I think we can still steal some. Um, and with the NFC East historically not having consecutive champions in what twenty years, kind of have to pick. It's been a while. Yeah, this this one uh, clean slate across the board. Sean uh, has the Eagles. Dave has the Eagles. And unfortunately, um, with the Eagles making some moves to make their team better, the Cowboys staying stagnant. Um, and, and, and then having injuries, uh, beginning to pile up already. Um, you're losing Tyron Smith. You already lost James Washington. Um, I see the Cowboys struggling, uh, spoiler alert, struggling to make the playoffs. Um, but it is the Eagles who win oh, the NFC playoffs, East. Oh, they're playoffs in my opinion. Let's look at the wall card. So, uh, I still have them in spoiler alert, but yeah. it, the, it, they are going to be close to missing. Uh, then now let's go to the NFC North. Matt, we'll start with you. Who takes the North? Um, I mean, until they don't do it, it's it's got to be the Packers for me. Uh, I know they lost some pieces there. Aaron doesn't have his, his favorite toy, but it's still Aaron Rodgers, and I think we've seen him still continue to compete at a high level. Um, I don't think that Chicago-Detroit did enough in the offseason to, to make a jump, and Minnesota, <laughs> they, they start doing better, and we start seeing – 
Kirk coupons, get some some primetime games, and we are going to see a fall off from Minnesota. So give me Green Bay. All right, EJ, how about you and uh, North? It's still green. Yeah, it's still Green Bay, but I will say Minnesota is very interesting this year. I think this could be the year that company can actually overtake. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Packers still because because yeah, Rodgers lost some pieces, but their defense is still elite. So that All will right. keep them in in the in the fray. Yeah, I got I got the Packers until somebody proves to me that 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 they can dethrone them. Uh, it'll be the Packers. Sean has the Packers. Dave coming in with the Purple People Leaders. So Not Dave, pick. Dave has the Not Vikings. I hate that horn so much too. When you watch Vikings games and like every oh, their coach play. farts and they hit that fucking thing. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, EJ, we'll start with you in the NFC South. I mean, come on. It's Brady. Still Brady in the Bucks. Brady to the, to the wheels fall off, man. Let's go. Matt, how about you? Yeah, as much as I would like to say another team, I, I don't think that the Buccaneers uh, have had a big enough drop-off. I know the O-line is, is kind of a question mark right now with some injuries, um, and we don't know what's going on with Fournette. Brady is... Brady is still Brady. I think they have enough weapons at receiver that, that they continue to take that division. I think Dave might have been hitting the bourbon um, today because he is the Saints so I, I, winning the South. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. T- to me, if it's not, I just don't see how it's not going to be the Bucks. Yeah, I, I really you. don't. And we'll get to the Saints when we get yeah. to the over-unders, but I, I don't get it. I spoke one of my pockets last week. I, I just don't get the Saints thing. I don't get it. Yeah, me neither. Um, Sean has the Bucks. I have the Bucks. To me, it's not even necessarily the Bucks and Brady are going to be that good. I think it's just everything around them is not going to be. So uh, It's the worst division of football. Uh, ooh, is it? Yeah. It might be. In my, paper, in my, in my opinion. It might be. It's close. It's close. Um, all right, Matt, <laughs> we will – we will take you to the NFC West. Didn't we do a whole ranking of divisions? I wasn't part of that show, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we hit that. I think Struggling that was. I heard. I heard the show, but I didn't. Uh... I think we said what the AFC South was the worst. Yeah, I, actually, yeah, I was. That's what I was thinking. I'm like that AFC South, draft, NFC right? South. Was uh, that post draft, post free and seal? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. All right, so we're on the NFC West. The West. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Until again, you, you got to pick the the reigning champs, you know, until someone can dethrone them, uh, with with San Fran and and a new QB in place. I don't I don't think they put them past there yet. And Arizona is kind of always that team that has the wheels fall off end of November. Yeah. Um, so. All right, EJ. I mean, obviously it's the Rams with a bullet, but I think the interesting story of that division is going to be the what the. The other two teams, Arizona and San Francisco, because like Arizona will miss Hopkins for the first six weeks, right? I don't think Arizona is uh, that interesting if we're being totally well, honest if, about it. If they, if, if they can stay three and three, four, and, you know, in that mix, maybe maybe the wild card is a interesting. But it, it's just a division. It's the Rams with a bullet. Yeah, I got Rams. Uh, Dave has the 49ers. He he's he has confidence in, in Trey Drunk, Lance. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, if it's not going to be the Rams, I think it's the 49ers. Exactly. Sean has yeah. the Rams. Uh, as well. Um, all right, let's go to the NFC wild card. Matt, who are your three uh, NFC wild card teams? So I am going to take the Cowboys, going to take the Niners, and then I wanted to have kind of an oddball outlier. Let's see if they can do it. Wild card team. So let's see what Baker does in Carolina. Give me the Panthers as my third team. I think the Panthers are going to be really 
really interesting team to watch. Uh, offensive line play is going to be critical to to Baker's success, and can can McCaffrey's, can McCaffrey's body hold up? It has never held up for a season, even back at Stanford. But if it can hold up for one year, maybe this uh, maybe they can I see get this them thing kind done. of the the opposite of the the Cardinals who collapse November. I think the the Panthers start slow, and then we see them kind of chip away, get some easy wins. And, and steal one or two. They're going to be the first. And man, I, I would like I would like to see you know even though like I mean for years I said that I thought Baker was the biggest, the thing that held the Browns back. Uh, seeing seeing how gross that Browns organization is, I would I would love nothing more than Baker Mayfield to go down there and find success and 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 really stick it to Cleveland, who I think is going to struggle. Uh, EJ, who are your three NFC wild card teams? Well, you guys have a hot take already. Um, weeks ago um yeah, you're still my, doing this my, my, you have a chance you have a chance my, to back out my no no my cowboys my cowboys our, our cowboys uh jim get that right there you go. um <laughs> there you go minnesota, the, the minnesota vikings there we go and most improved player carson wentz and the washington commodores whatever the fucking name they call yeah. the three yes hot take three teams in the playoffs Oh, I love it. That's Lionel Richie. Uh, Easy like yeah. yeah, it's Commodores. Yeah. So proud of you, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, three teams in the MC is going to play us this year. Hot take. You're, you're out of your. It's a real hot. You're hot out of your goodness. damn mind. Yeah, like a like a hot like Dave a hot steamer, like, like a freaking hot steamer, man. That's there's no way. There's no way. Um, all right, Dave has the Bucks. Packers and Rams as his uh, wild card teams. He, it, I think he should have just went Packers, Bucks, and Rams as division winners and put Vikes, Saints, Niners in yeah, the wild card. But hey, um, his list, right? <laughs> his list. Uh, Sean has Vikings, Cowboys, Cardinals as his three. Okay. Um, and I have 49ers. And I like this is more kind of that fun pick, kind of Matt. You were going this way with the Panthers. Give me the Detroit Lions just to, just to make go. enough noise. The, the NFC is not a deep conference. So I think the Lions, if they win a couple of those games that are like those maybe games, I, I think they have a shot to crack the postseason. What did I say on the podcast last week, Jim? Frisky. The frisky team in the NFC this year. Um, and Watch the them. Cowboys are my number three. But like if, 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 they, if they can't find a way to stop pass rushes against Dak – um, if, if they get have any more injury problems, the Cowboys could easily find themselves not uh, not making the the, the postseason. And That's I think here's the thing: right? like th- this is this isn't a McCarthy problem. This is a Jerry Jones and that that front office problem. But they're setting just as every coach since, from Barry Switzer to Dave Campo to Bill Parcells to Chan Gailey, Mike McCarthy's is going to be the next one on the line. Uh, until uh, until the Joneses don't run that team anymore, uh, there's going to be problems. Uh, we'll hold off on our NFC champion, uh, conference champion pick uh, until we get into, uh, you know, we clear out the AFC. So let's hop over to the AFC East. EJ, we'll start with you. Uh, Buffalo Bills, it's easy. That's that's the team that, that's, well, well, obviously, yeah. I'll talk about it later on, but, but, but with a bullet. Uh, Matt. Yep, give me the Bills. Yeah, I think I think this one's a uh, I think this one's a consensus pick. 
Uh, looking across here, uh, yeah, everybody's got the bills. What year is this? Nineteen ninety-two. Yes. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's easy. This one's easy. This one's easy. Yeah. Uh, AFC North. Matt, we'll start with you. Give me the Ravens this season mm. to win the division. All right, EJ. I'll go another direction. I'm going to go to the AFC champions, the Bengals. All right. Looking over here, Dave has the Ravens. Sean has the Bengals. I have the Ravens. I think that uh, okay. you know, bad. obviously health is going to health is going to be the key. I mean, they were missing seventy percent of their team yeah. last year, and, and, and you know, so like, so if they can stay healthier, um, I think they'll be Maybe fine. Only fifty percent. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, all right, we will go to the AFC South. EJ, uh, give me the Colts. I think the Matt Ryan the Matt Ryan pickup was nice. Um, I think Tennessee takes a step back. Actually, takes a big step back this year. Um, and we're going to see the end of Ryan Tannehill after this year. So, it'll be right. the uh, Colts. Matt? Yeah, Matty Ice experience. I'm all in. Colts. Yeah, they're definitely going to be better. I have uh, I have the Colts. Sean sticking with the Titans. He thinks they're okay. going to they're gonna reign supreme still there. Uh, Dave has the Colts uh, as so well. So, he, t- he tightened up. Okay. Tightened up. He, uh, I mean, the AFC, AFC is going to be more competitive. Um, but I think, I think the teams near the top are, I think a little bit more defined. Um, but there's going to be a lot of competition in that wild card. Um, we go to the AFC West, uh, which to me with a bullet is the best division of football. I don't think there's a debate here on this one. When your worst quarterback in the division is Derek Carr. Um, yeah, th- this one's easy. Matt, we'll start with you though in the West. Um, I this is probably the toughest <laughs> one for me. Uh, honestly, I, I really want to take the the Broncos. They are the the AFC team I, I will support just because I have a ton of family. Oh, the Denver, Denver but, Broncos. Um, I just don't think they're there this season. So give me the Chiefs for one more year. All right, EJ. Now I want the Broncos to win the division because I'm a, I'm a Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson fanatic. Um, I, but I'm going to take that worst quarterback in the uh, division. I'm taking Derek Carr and the Raiders. Wow. Um, I think Casey, I, I think my Chiefs from last year take a step back. The question is going to be how big a step back. That's the number one question. I think Ooh. with a step back, I don't trust the Chargers because of, of their coach. And uh, what's the other team? Broncos, like I said, Broncos have a little bit of – their schedule on the back end is really, have, really tough. So the first six, seven games will define the Broncos early on. I think that's the good, though, games. man. I, I think you give that team seven, eight, team, seven, eight weeks to – Really click in in game action. The problem is that schedule. That ever seen the last eight games that schedule? It is, man. But but I, I, I mean, if it's... if I'm a Broncos fan, I'd rather have those hard games towards the end because if you if you come out of the gate with you know new quarterback, new system. Because let's be honest, preseason doesn't doesn't mean a, a, a damn lick of difference um, for for how these teams are going to run. Um, I get, also think I also think Derek Carr will, will be the runner up MVP this year too. So I mean, he's he's got. All the weapons. I mean, yep. he is arguably the best receiver in football. So best value for MVP, in my opinion. To, to um, let's see fun. here. Uh, Dave has the Chargers actually getting over that hump uh, and and winning the West. Uh, me and Sean, we still have the Chiefs. I think I think the the Broncos Raiders. I mean, it's 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 going to be a dogfight in that Close division. Um, EJ, we'll go to you. Who are your three AFC wild card teams? My number five seed is the Baltimore Ravens. I like Baltimore still as a wild card. I think it's, I just think since it got better this year, that's the that's the thing. Yeah. Um, Casey still gets in. I think Mahomes will find a way. Like I said, they'll take a step back, but they'll be a wild card team. 
my stunner number seven is my my actual number two team in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins. Ooh, you're believing in Tua, huh? I believe I, I, he has weapons. I mean, he's got Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's shitting up the pot at this point now. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, if you can't if you can't win now, um, Miami has to make a change there. Yeah, uh, him and Jalen are in the same boat this season. Yeah, no Matt, excuses for either of those guys. Yeah, Matt, who are your three AFC wildcards? Yep, I, I mean they were in the Super Bowl last year, so I think the Bengals will still be in the playoffs as the first wild card team. Um, I, and then give me two more out of the the AFC West. Uh, I'm taking the the Chargers, and I am taking the Broncos. Okay, you got it. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Go, Rusty. All right. Uh, let's see. Dave has Bengals, Chiefs, and Dolphins. He's with you on uh, on okay. the on the Tua thing, EJ. Uh, Sean as well. He is the Broncos. He is the Dolphins, and he is the Ravens uh, as as the number three. Uh, for me, I have the Bengals as your wild card one. Uh, I have uh, two teams out of the uh, out of the west. I almost went all three. I, I literally almost I I, 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 I was going to also if there's going to be a but I just I I don't see the Bengals or Ravens whoever doesn't win that division I don't think I don't think one of them falls far enough because you still have the Steelers and you have the Browns who who I think especially in those first eleven weeks are going to be a beatable team so I I just don't see the the Ravens or Bengals falling all the way out. Um, but I have the Chargers, and I have oh, the Denver Broncos as, as my number three. Let me just say real quick, the Chargers, in my opinion, should be the shoe-in to win the division on paper. They have, in my opinion, oh, they're unbelievable. probably the best roster on both sides of the ball. I don't trust Brandon Staley. That's the problem. Right. Will, will this be the year where he doesn't make those um, blunder fourth-quarter decisions or you know late-game mismanagement things? Yeah. Um, or, or you know, or does he continue to do them? Yeah, that's, that's a big question mark there. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's look all the way out to championship weekend. Um, Matt, we'll start with you. Who is your NFC champion and who is your AFC champion? So from the AFC, I'm finally going to have the Bills get over the hump and make it back to the Super Bowl. And they will be facing off against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, but he does it. Right. Uh, EJ, how about you? I also have Buffalo getting to the, to the, to the uh, Super Bowl as well. This is Josh Allen's year. Um, however, the NFC, like, I, I, the only defined team, in my opinion, in that conference right now with little issues is the Rams. I mean, obviously the Stafford thing with the arm, but I, I think they'll figure that out. The Rams, you could argue, got a little better too. Even though they lost Von Miller, they still got a little better. The Allen Robinson now, <laughs> yeah. Mixed with Cooper yeah, Brown. I mean he's, <laughs> he has he has more weapons that I don't think you're going to have to try now, to so. try to spread that field as much. Even if you know right. if, if so, the arm isn't great, um, I mean he throws his shoulder out every other. Game I was going to say, I mean this is a guy who literally like led how how many game winning drives in Detroit right. with a shoulder that was completely out. So. I mean, who are your top teams in the NFC? Tampa has a lot of issues to, to, to figure out with their offensive line. Green Bay. Okay, at this point, a lot of question marks. <laughs> a lot of question marks, and then the NFC. I mean, Philly's good. I don't the think cra- I think, and like that's yeah. the thing. I like. I mean, unless once you're getting down into like Cardinals, Vikings, right? You know, uh, Lions, like some of those. Like, well, I'm saying, and I'm even gonna put Dallas in that group. Like, mm-hmm. 
like now Dallas theoretically if if they can stay as healthy as they are now which the chances of getting through a whole season uh, without any more injuries um theoretically speaking roster is still good offense still stacked defense should be improving like the Cowboys shouldn't necessarily be in that group with the Lions and the Vikings and those teams but we know how it goes you're not going to get through a full season without any more injuries so like but when you're talking about like your division winning teams Eagles Packers Bucks you know Rams 49ers any of those and I don't even I hate that I'm like putting but like the Eagles could like they they've they've gotten dramatically better and they're still making deals they made right. a deal earlier today so what is clear is that after they get past the Rams and let's say Tampa because we, we trust Brady right we still trust Brady yeah is that there's a lot of space oh, between yeah. 3 yeah. and 11 sure. in the NFC that teams could make a run so all right let's see uh, Dave has NFC champion is the Green Bay Packers he is AFC cha- he is buying in on on the uh the Herbert and 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 he has the Chargers winning. They have the roster. Uh, yeah, yeah. I roster. mean, I can't I can't argue with it. It's just a matter of like, will will this be the year they put it together? Uh, Sean has Rams and Bills, as do I. I think the Rams are the best team I'm looking at right now. Until somebody proves me otherwise, Rams are the best team in the NFC, and and I think this is the year. Like the Bills have gotten so close, um, but I but I think yeah, I think the, the Chiefs have fallen back a little. Um, you know, the, the, the Bengals are probably going to be – the Bengals and Ravens, I think, are going to be their biggest competition, but the Bills are battle-tested. If they can get that home field, um, I, I think they're going to be in, in, in good shape there. Uh, so, Matt – or uh, we'll start with EJ on this one. EJ, who is your Super Bowl champion? Hashtag Bills Mafia. It's Here we year. are. I've <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's their year. It just feels like the I, – I, look, the Von Miller signing – well, he's not the same guy as he was. Don't matter, man. Denver, that guy's obviously. a presence, and he knows how to right. win. Exactly. It's the leadership, the locker yeah. room, and he, he's just coming off a championship right now. So imagine that you bring that to the locker room now. Still hungry. He wants leadership. another one. Wants this another is Josh one. Allen's year, buddy. I, I got the Bills winning it all. Uh, Matt, how about you? Hashtag Bills Mafia. Yes, yep. sir. Uh, Dave, <laughs> all he's gone all in, man. He's got the Chargers – doing the whole thing and again again if if coaching staff doesn't screw it up they have the roster to do it uh sean has the rams repeating um which you can't necessarily disagree with i mean um and then i i have the bills hashtag bills mafia as well i think this just feels like the bills year um and man could you the super bowl is in arizona is it really okay i love that stadium Um, 42 there actually can you imagine a Super Bowl parade in February in Buffalo? <laughs> man, that's going to be, awesome. that's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun. That is a loyal fan base. Hell too. yeah, man. Smash table. That's going to be so much fun. Um, all right, Matt, who is your uh, league MVP for this year, and who will be the team that has the number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft? I'm going to ride the Bills Mafia train and give the MVP to Josh Allen. I think if, if they're getting over the hump, if they are going to be that team of destiny, it's going to be on the back of him. Um, so Josh Allen gets the the MVP. And for the number one overall I just I don't know anything about the team. And they might surprise me, but I'm going to give it to the Houston Texans just because the I struggle to name more than like two players on that entire roster. 
Yeah, uh, Damian Pierce uh, is the they they cut Marlon Mack today, so Damian Pierce is uh, the no, RB one in Houston. Him okay. this past weekend. I was gonna say, yeah, if, if if you haven't if you haven't had your fantasy league drafts, there's a there's one you're gonna want. Eyeballs. To pick up. Yep. Uh, EJ, who is your league MVP, and who, what team will be the number one overall pick? Matt, copy my notes, man. I got Josh Allen winning a clean sweep. Um, I, I like I said earlier, I think the the value bet for as a gambler is Derek Carr just for the value, but Josh Allen will win MVP in my opinion. Um, and it's it's the Texans. Uh, I mean, I got I got I got Seattle and Atlanta in the mix there. I did, I did debate Atlanta as well. Yeah, I did also um, too. But the conference is so but the conference is so weak that it can steal a couple wins here and there. Right. Um, environment matters in that point. So Texans will probably go two and four, uh, two and 15, whatever it is. Yeah. So yeah, Texans are not, not good. Not good. To third place in their own division. <laughs> no, in the worst <laughs> division in football. That's even the scarier thought. Uh, let's see. Dave has Justin Herbert as your league MVP. Again, he, he's gone all in on the Chargers. Got to, yeah. uh, okay. 2023, number one overall pick. He has, uh, as he calls them, the Sea Chickens, a.k.a. the Seattle Seahawks, uh, as his number one. Sean has Derrick Henry as his uh, uh, league MVP and the Texans uh, as the number one overall pick. For me, I have Lamar Jackson. I think this is going to be a huge bounce back year for I him. I hope so, man. Um, okay. You know, I think, I think he and the Ravens are going to battle with the Bills for that home field advantage uh, in the AFC. And, and the only thing that I think could really derail the Bills um, is if Baltimore would get that number. You know, I think home field advantage is, is very critical uh, to the Buffalo Bills. Um, so I have Lamar Jackson as my MVP and uh, the, the 2023 number one overall pick I have is the Seattle uh, Seahawks because nothing would make me happier than watching Pete Carroll uh, and the uh, the twelfth man see him throwing passes in practice. Oh my God, he's, the, he's the fucking worst. I see that he is just the. Oh, you got to do yourself worst. a favor, EJ, and watch that. Video. Especially now that Russ is gone too, it's so much easier to root against him now. God, I hate him. I just I hate his guts. I really do. Uh, all right, the last thing we're gonna do tonight, guys. You know, we are not gonna go long form here. Uh, if you want to hear a long form NFL over under, <laughs> uh, go over to this guy's show, uh, EJ. You guys, what was it two two hours fourteen minutes? Two hours nineteen minutes. Two, this is shorter than two years ago. Last year was two hours and thirty four minutes. Yeah, that that one, you know. But uh, you know, you guys always have a blast. I love listening to that episode. I joke that I had to listen to it, but yeah. uh, it is always a fun listen. Uh, you guys go long form on the over under, but we're gonna we're gonna go a little rapid fire here okay. uh, and go through the uh, the thirty two teams in the NFL. Uh, and we start with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, their over under is uh, for win total is at eight and a half. Uh, Matt, I'll I, I'll go the same order uh, for this one as well. So I'll go Matt, EJ, and then myself. Okay. Uh, so eight and a half for the Cardinals, Matt. Uh, I'll take the under. I'll go right at eight. All right, EJ. I I I go slightly over. I do think the Hopkins being out will be a telltale the first six weeks, but I think they're good enough roster wise to at least get nine eight. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go under uh, eight and nine, maybe even seven and ten. Um, I, I think the Kingsbury experience might be coming to an end here. Uh, Atlanta Falcons four and a half. Matt. Oh, give me the under. Okay, EJ. Under. Yeah, definite no. under here. That that team is, is is real bad. They were one I was considering for my uh, number one overall pick oh, as yeah. well. Between them and, and the Houston Texans. Yeah. All right, Baltimore Ravens ten and a half. Matt. Over. EJ. Lamar's healthy. They went over. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I have Lamar Jackson as my MVP. You're damn right they're going over. Uh, Buffalo Bills, 11 and a half, Matt. I'll go over there, too. I think they'll be the one seed. EJ. Way over. 14 and three this year. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go over, too. Like, better. I, like I said, them in Baltimore, they're going to be right there. Uh, Carolina Panthers, interesting number here. Six and a half, Matt. Over. I well, yeah, I'll say you have them in the playoffs. <laughs> so that one, that's an easy answer for you. EJ. Frisky team here in the NFC. I'm going to go over. They're going to be like a like, like seven and 10, eight and nine area. Yeah, I, I'm going to go over as well. I think that they're going to be one of those teams that, that potentially uh, could sneak into the wild card, like if a Dallas or a Detroit uh, doesn't. They play Atlanta twice at least. That's true. And the Saints. Right, I think the yeah. Saints are going to be garbage, but we'll, we'll get to them. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Chicago Bears, six and a half, Matt. Uh, still too early to say over on that one. I'll give me under five wins, maybe. EJ? Way under. They'll be in my bottom five next week when we uh, re- debut the uh, tool time. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. We got to do that <laughs> next week. That's bottom, right. Bottom five. Uh, yeah. I, I, Fields, Fields is good, but pretty much everything else is bad. New coach as well. I'm going to go under. Uh, Bengals, nine and a half. Matt. Um, it's it's oh, a good really? number. It's a, I, will take, I will take the over. Yeah. I was thinking maybe right at nine, but yeah, I'll take ten. EJ, give me the over. Yeah, I'll go over. Um, they win, like I said, they win the division, so I'll go over. Yeah, I'm a uh, wild card. I will right. go. Yeah, I have the I have the Ravens over ten and a half. I'll go Bengals over nine and a half. Uh, Cleveland eight and a half. Matt, under. EJ, under. But I think they're going to be one of those teams that they 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 they're not as bad as you think. They got a good roster. They're they're not as bad as that, but they're not a, a nine win team. Right, I agree. I, I, they're still going to go under. So you're going to, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're a close under though. Yeah, I think it'd be like, uh, what's it? Eight, it'd be like an eight nine team. But if Brissett could hold the fourth down, maybe, maybe he could get nine eight. Dude, I, I, I looked at, I looked at that. Have you looked at that schedule for eleven games? That team's going to be lucky to win two. This is an but, under. Well, the fir- well, the first six games are not that bad though. They got a, the Patriots in there, a couple teams that they could probably steal some wins there. Patriots are a decent team. Yeah. You think so? Let, see, let, let, let me pull that up we'll here there. real quick. We'll get there. We'll get there because I think I might be on the opposite side of that one. Let me uh, let me get their schedule up here real quick and let let's look at there these. Was, there was a Jets in there. There was a Patriots in there. There was a Steelers. So they in got there. Panthers, Jets, Steelers. Okay, maybe it isn't as hard. So all right, Panthers, Jets, Steelers, Falcons, Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. They're, they're you you got to get no, no, right. you got to right. so. so so, mind you, when I did the assessment, it was originally for the six games that he was spending for initially. You got so you got to beat if you if you want to have a shot at beating that over, you 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 have. I mean, you got to beat the Jets. You got to beat the Falcons. Uh, you got to beat the Patriots. You got to beat the Panthers. You got to get four. You got you should. It's still, it's still under though. It's still under. Yeah, definitely under. Because once you clear week four, it gets rocky. It, it gets rocky real quick. Chargers and now Patriots were, were uh, you know, the verdict's going to be out on. But from week five to week 10, you have Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, yeah. Bills. Woof. They're not winning. And, 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 well, and then Buccaneers before Watson well, Let me say this back. real quick, though. I'm not, and I'm not, look, I'm not making a case on to go over, but they beat the Bengals twice last year. They have a ten, divisional yeah, game. One of wacky. those is when Brissett's quarterback. No, right, no, no, right but, but okay, but he's not a terrible quarterback. He's not terrible. No, but he's not going to beat the Bengals. Right. Baker. No, no, well, no, 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 no. But I'm, I'm saying that divisional games get kind of weird. Yeah. Sometimes get, you know, I'm, I'm the same. Not, not when one team is marketably better. All right, right. let's keep moving. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, ten and a half. Matt. Under. EJ. 
I'm going over. Um, they didn't get better this year, but I think they're good enough in that conference to at least go 11-6. and six. Uh, I, I'm still in my sad Cowboys fan phase, so I'm going under. Um, under. 10 wins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, they're a good team. There's no solid team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I still have them making the playoffs, but but I'm I'm more nervous than I should be. Uh, Denver Broncos, 10 and a half. Matt? Um, give me the under. Close, though. Again, 10. EJ? Will they a playoff team for you, though? Yeah, you can still get in with 10. 10. No, no. I, I, no, I agree. Okay. No, because yeah. I have the under as well, too, but it's that schedule, the back end of the schedule, that worries me. They should be an over team, but Ten and seven is where they're at. Yeah, yeah, I have them right. I have right them at ten. So, so I'm gonna go that slide under. Detroit six and a half. Matt. Um, I really want to say over here. <laughs> I just can't under. All under. right, give them six wins though. There we give go. Six. EJ, if you won't say it, I will say it. Give me the over. This is the frisky team in the league this year, dude. I got them going to the playoffs. Uh, playoffs? <laughs> talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Give me the over, baby. I'm with you. Man, Man Campbell, Aiden Hutchinson, Jared Goff's going to be good, just good enough. Uh, and they got a lot of they got a lot of talent at the wide receiver. All right, Green Bay, ten and a half. Matt, over. EJ, over because of the environment, but it's going to be closer to ten than, you, than people going to. Yeah, I mean it's maybe eleven eleven win team, but right, I'll, I'll go I'll right. go over eleven or twelve wins for uh, for Green Bay. Houston, four and a half. Matt, under under. <laughs> EJ. Under the cell. Let's yeah, go. yeah, under. Uh, Colts, nine and a half, Matt. Um, give me the over on that one. All right, EJ. Slight over, division win, 10 and 7. Over. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll go over. I'll go over for them uh, with the division win. Jacksonville, six and a half, Matt. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a little too high for me. If it was if it was in the four range, I would be over. But I think, I think six wins would be a good season for them. Yeah. Under. Okay. EJ? They're my frisky team in the AFC, actually. Under, though. But <laughs> six and eleven, as you said, I, I think they're going to be one of the teams that's going to be a hard out. I think the Urban Meyer thing is behind them now. I think that, that I think that's a, it was a really big deal. So I think they'll steal some wins here. Nah, man, under though. See, I'm going to go. I'm going to go over six and a half on Jacksonville. Ooh, I think I think Jacksonville bad. could finish second in that division. I wouldn't yep. put them that high, but they'll. No, but they'll I be, wouldn't do it either. I mean, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Look, I'm not locking <laughs> them in at number two. But here's the deal: if if uh, Tannehill gets banged up, if Derrick Henry gets banged up again, Jacksonville wins a couple of those close ones that a year ago uh, they, they would have lost, there's potential for them to sneak. Now, that would be, you know, they, I think they could still be eight and eight and seven, uh, or uh, no, eight and nine. Eight nine. Um, fucking 17 games, bullshit. Um, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um, but eight and nine uh, could get you second play. I mean, that's a bad division. So, so I, you know, you could, you could very easily. Uh, find a couple of wins. Let me just say this real quick. It, will, it probably won't happen, but it won't surprise me. All right. Uh, Kansas City, 10 and a half, Matt. I, I mean, I picked them to win that tough division, but, I mean, even still, though, a winner of that tough division could only have 10 wins. Still give me the over, though, on that All one. right. Uh, EJ, Kansas City, 10 and a half. My Chiefs, yeah. Give me the over, <laughs> but it's going to be a slight over. Again, KC taking a step back this year. They were 12 and 5 last year. 11 and 6, 10 and 7, 11 and 6, well, that's why I see it, but they can, this, this is, I, I wouldn't put money on this, let's put it that way. I uh, I still have them winning the division, so I'm going to go over, but, but, I, I wouldn't, again, in that division, I wouldn't be shocked if they end up under, um, just depending how things play out. Uh, then we go to the Chargers at 10 and a half, Matt. I will take the 
under on that one, right at 10. All right, EJ. They should be over, but as I said earlier, because of trust issues with that coach, give me the under. I, because I have them, because uh, I think I went for Denver. I had them at slight under. Uh, Chargers, I have them as my wild card too. So I'll go a slight over at 11 wins uh, for the LA Chargers. Uh, Rams, 10 and a half, Matt. Over. EJ. Way over. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. This one to me is an e- easy over. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, eight and a half, Matt. Mm, man, I don't have them in the playoffs, so, but I'll still go over. I'll give them nine wins. EJ? Raiders, uh, way over. Yeah, I have them over. I, I think there's going to be, uh, multiple, there could, could be, I'm not going to say there will be, but there could be like multiple 10 win teams in the AFC that miss out on the playoffs. The AFC, the AFC real good. NFC, not so good. Uh, Miami Dolphins, eight and a half, Matt. Um, I'll go over on that one as well, right at nine. Uh, EJ. They're at least 10 and seven this year, so over. Uh, I'm going under. I don't, I don't have faith in, in Tua, uh, even with the weapons. I, I just... Uh, you know he was great in college, but I I just haven't seen enough uh, to 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 put it all together in the uh, in the NFL. Uh, then we go to the Vikings nine and a half, Matt. Um, <laughs> under on that. All right, EJ, give me the over. They could steal the division. Could not saying they will, but it could. So that that's gonna be very tight coming on last week of the season. Yeah, I I don't know what to expect out of them with the new coaching staff and everything, and uh, I haven't done enough studying in to see how many primetime games they have, so I'm going to take the under and be safer. Uh, this one, an interesting number, New England Patriots, eight and a half. Matt? Um, decent team, but give me the under right at like eight. All right, EJ? I don't like what I'm hearing out of camp. I also don't know if I believe I'm here on a camp because they'll bell check is bell check. You know what I'm saying? So the reason I'm going under is because the environment, because the AFC is just too damn good. Pick a so, running back too, Belichick. Stop doing all this committee shit. Oh my god, it's I hate fantasy it. owners. Yeah, yeah, seriously, I have Ramondre Stevenson. This is why it's, it's not other than Tom Brady for years. It was not worth picking players in fantasy for the Patriots. Anything. You would get Mike Vrabel catching touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, unless, unless, <laughs> exactly. unless, unless it was that one year that Moss was there, that right. made out like gangbusters. Oh, oh Welker. Oh, Welker. Uh, Welker was usually reliable. But I remember that the year Moss was there, I had drafted Brady like second round in my, my brother's league. And then like, I don't know, it was like eighth or ninth round, I drafted Randy Moss. And like a couple people laughed at me and my brother went, oh, fuck, he's got Tom Brady. Um and it worked out great until uh, they were like fourteen and two and rested their starters and then that that was all I had. Um, what are you doing? What do you think? For the Patriots, man, I want to I want to like Mac Jones and and uh, and and you know Belichick doing Belichick things, but part of me feels like the the magic's just starting to wear off there a little bit. And I mean, dude, the, like, did you see the stat when it was the Patriots and Giants in the preseason game? The Giants head coach is 48 years old. This is Bill Belichick's 49th year on a coaching staff in the National Football League. Like, time always wins, and I think I think I think the the, the hourglass is running out uh, for Belichick in the uh, in the NFL. Uh, Saints eight and a half. Matt under. Oh. <laughs> EJ, I don't fucking get it. 
there are people here sitting here saying that the Saints are going to be good this year. I don't get I, what. I, what, am what, I what about them? Going to be Payton, good? Is Sean Payton come back? Yeah, Peyton's not there. Drew Brees ain't there. Jameis is there, and Michael Thomas has a bad hammy already. And Dennis Allen's your coach. Yeah, come on. And Kamara's going to get suspended, right? right? Yeah, probably, possibly, possibly. Under, get the fuck out of here. Even if Kamara's not suspended, which which uh, there's a there's conflicting reports. Some say the discipline will come down this year. Some say it won't come out until uh, the postseason. But either way, this team's an under eight and a half. <laughs> Give me a <laughs> first. Season, it doesn't put, matter. Put, put it this way. Carolina number two in division. Number three is the same. Yeah, put, yeah, put yeah, yeah. Easy. Uh, New York Giants seven and a half. Matt seven and a half. How the, Yeah, I'm like, where do you? How the hell do you get seven and a half with this one? House on that under. Yeah, no kidding. EJ under, dude. Come on, again. Come on, man. I'm not as a Giant fan. I'm not looking at wins and losses this year. I'm looking at progression. That's all I care about. If they if they get six wins, they get seven wins. I'm happy. Seven and eight, way under. Uh, New York That's Jets, under. five and a half, Matt. Way under there, too. Way too high. See, I think the Jets have – I'm stealing. I'm jumping in your, in your line. I think the Jets have a better chance of going over five and a half than the Giants would at seven and a half. Oh, without question. Oh, yeah. It's still under, it's but – chance, right. but it's still under. <laughs> It's an under here too for me. I mean, Zach Wilson's out how much weeks now? We have decided. Have they decided? Uh, I mean, they said they're still saying he could be back week one, but likely week two. They're right. not going to rush him back. Who do they have? Is it still Flacco? Still Flacco. Two? <laughs> Come on, he's elite. He's elite. Everybody knows Joe Flacco's elite, baby. Everybody you D star. Anyway, um, what what's the the what's the running back's name? Bree, Bryce, Bree, something. Bet on him week one. Um, yeah. Yeah, under. Uh, Eagles, nine and a half, Matt. Um, I'll go over there. Uh, EJ? It's the over. They're winning division this year, so they're going to go 11 and six. Yeah, I hate doing it, but I'll give them the Maybe over. Uh, Steelers, seven and a half, Matt. Good. Under, but I don't think too much under. Six or seven wins. All right, EJ? This is tough because Mike Tomlin he finds a way every time. I mean, I'm going to they, they go got to on... the playoffs with trash ass Ben Roethlisberger Shut last ben year. Roethlisberger. The, the, the gonna, bloated corpse I, I, of Ben Roethlisberger. I would I I would never bet this. I'm taking the over just based on Mike Tomlin. That's it. What over. week does Pickett start? For uh, you think it's that quick? Have they, have, they, have they decided who to start again? I mean, it's going to be... It's going to be Trubisky. Uh, Trubisky or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Trubisky to start. Um, here's the deal. Yeah, I, I, rush pick it as there. long as they are winning, there's no need to change. The minute I, it starts to get ugly, that crowd's going to turn quick. Let's say this. The Steelers, roster-wise, is good enough to at least get you to eight wins. The quarterback, you know the me... quarterback they have, the quarterback right now, right now is not is Pickett. Who is Trubisky or or pick or Pickett is much better. Than uh, Trubisky or whatever the hell his exactly. name is. Week one is against the Bengals. They're not going to put Pickett out for that. Week oh, two hell is no. against the Patriots, probably not. Week three they get the Browns and then they have the Jets. So maybe week. So three. so they're going to be they're going to be two and two at worst out of, out of week four. No, right. week four Jets at home. That that's probably what they'll do. Right. But here's right. the deal: if 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 Mitch throws a bad pick or something in that game against the Jets, look out! And, look right, out! And again, Ely's quarterbacks is better than what Ben was last year. 
Oh, easy. Okay. With, with a fucking so bullet. The, the only reason you probably took the under in the Steelers... I'm Any three of us would, could have probably been at, at least Agreed. as good as Ben Roethlisberger was the last only, year. Week four at the Jets. I agree with you on that week four. It. Yeah. The only reason why the under is enticing is because the environment of the AFC. That is it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't looked at the schedule enough. I'll go I'll go a slight under, um, but, but I wouldn't be shocked if they go a slight over as well. Uh... San Francisco, nine and a half, Matt. Uh, over. All right, EJ? Uh, over, of course, absolutely. Yeah, I'll go over. I'll go over. I, I think Lance is going to be just fine. You know, I know there's been, like Kyle touched on, uh, you know, some talks of the the uh, accuracy issues, but I, I it's hard to gauge in preseason and camp as well. Like, you just and, have to dump off a, a ball to Debo Samuel, and too. George and fucking Kittle. Like, let, let, <laughs> let your best players do work. Um, Seahawks five and a half. Matt, I'll still take the under. Yeah, EJ, I can see why he paused because again, it's the NFC. That's why. And no, five they're... and a half is a low number, but I'll still right. take under that. They, no, they're they're fucking terrible, dude. They're, they're again spoiler for next week's power rankings. They're the bottom five. Uh, well, <laughs> let's see. I had the Texans under four and a half. I have the Seahawks as my number one pick. This is a this is a big time under. Uh, and I will savor every minute of it. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 11 and a half, Matt. Man, that's really high, I feel like, Tampa Bay. Um, give me give me the under right at 11. All right. EJ. I can see that because of the narratives right now coming to the year, but I'll still go over because Brady is God. <laughs> Man, just they got a lot. They got a lot of. They got a lot of trouble on that offensive line. I'll go slight under at 11 and a half. I'll go slight under 11 and a half. All right, Titans, nine and a half, Matt. Oh, uh, under. <laughs> right, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a high number. For that Tennessee. is a high number. Uh, EJ. No, way under. In fact, uh, I, I said it already. On, you know, this is going to be the team that takes the biggest drop back from last year. Uh, I mean, I literally just said a couple minutes ago that the Jaguars could, could, not would, but could be the number two team in that division. So I'm definitely therefore I am definitely taking the by simple math I am taking the under. Hence, henceforth, <laughs> uh, I'm taking the under on the Titans. And finally, yeah. The team that I have multiple times called the Commodores. Uh, they are the Commanders. They should be the Red Tails, and it's questionable if they are still a football team. But Matt, the Washington Commanders, seven and a half. Seven and a half for them too. Yeah, right. <laughs> Under. Uh, EJ, you have to go. You have to go over. No, 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 no. Over, definitely. Right, because you have them going to the playoffs. Playoffs over, definitely. Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Uh, Under seven and a half? Are you kidding? You you have enough faith. Carson Wentz, I don't think, plays seven and a half games. I am one of the biggest Wentz apologists last game back to his rookie year. He doesn't play seven and a half games on that field. Well, if, like that, look, that, he, that look, field look, look, eats that knees for breakfast. Fall. It is true. <laughs> this, is, look, this is for Wednesday. He doesn't figure it out this year. I, I, He's got to play half his games on that field. Dead. Well, let's ch- Dead. Hope change. Luck, luck runs out. We'll see. I don't know. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, thank you to student of the game, Kyle Nash, 
for joining us again. The reason he did not join us on the back end here uh, is because next week on his show, uh, The Student of the Game, which you can catch live uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday, uh, August 31st, on our YouTube channel here, the Huddle Up uh, YouTube, uh, and obviously you can get him on all podcast platforms, but he'll be doing his full NFL predictions next week, so that is why he uh, he sat out for this one on our side, so I, I don't, uh, I think he will likely be back with us next week, because we won't be getting yeah, into so. any of those hard predictions, but uh, Matt, let uh, the people know where they can follow you and, and keep track of everything you're doing. Yep, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at 3CT, the letter A, Phileas in Philadelphia, number 8. 3CT affiliate. That 8 is for Shane Victorino, by the way. Not, um, not Kobe Bryant? Not Kobe Bryant. You'd be hard-pressed to believe that, I know. Uh, you can hear me on Thursdays talking all things pro wrestling. I say all things all things WWE. Um, I mean, there's an AEW the- pay-per-view this week, so we kind of have to. That's true. <laughs> um, so this week... <laughs> Uh, three count Thursday. You can catch me uh, once or sometimes twice a year on the Earnestly Speaking podcast. You get the third very uh, soon. I join join various podcasts here and there, uh, and you can catch me on the Maximize Monday podcast on Mondays. Um, go Irish, go Eagles. All right, EJ, let the people yeah. know. Earth's Week of Podcast on all podcast catchers. I just did a podcast today with Duke uh, Duke Loves Wrestling. Great good stuff, episode. man. I, I really enjoyed that episode. I, I listened to it this afternoon. Thank you. Uh, Duke's that. good dude. We got more coming up this week. Um, of course, uh, football's awesome. All the football podcast is back next week on the 6th. Um, of course, Tape the Wrestling with me, Mike, Joe, and of course, Jim comes as producer. Um, other than that, each person seven on Twitter and you're the worst. Uh, you can follow Thank me you. at Big Jim Sports, <laughs> but most importantly, make sure you are following along with the show. We are at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. You can get us on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, anywhere else. Tell you what, if you can find somewhere that uh, you do not see our podcast on a podcast platform, hell, just reach out to us. We'll make sure it gets up there. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. You get the weekly show here. You also get uh, the student of the game uh, Kyle Nash's podcast uh, on that feed. Uh, you can get your Huddle Up merchandise over at tpublic.com. Hit any of our social media sites. There's a link tree there. It gets you everywhere you need to be uh, for the Huddle Up podcast. Until next week, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win. <laughs>